Hey guys, finally here's the summary for the second book in the Six of Crows duology. I know, I know, it's way late down the lane, but what can I say? I get distracted easily. So without any delay, let's dive straight into it. Oh wait, I should start with the recalling of our Six Crows, right? Yeah, let's begin from there. Number 1, Kaz Brecker. floor boss of the crow club gang leader a gifted schemer of sorts finds way out of impossible situations number 2 inesh his most trusted companion calls her his thief of secrets belongs to an acrobat family so she can scale through any building with ease and gathers info for cats number 3 jasper another comrade sharp shooter with a perfect aim but has a terrible habit of gambling number 4 nina a grisha heartrender was captured by feodens and ironically fell in love with a feoden just to jolt the memory of it feodens are the residents of feoda who don't have any magical powers and their sole purpose in life is to hunt grisha number 5 matthias one of the feodens to capture nina branded a slaver and thrown into the hell gate Kedam's prison from where Kaz gets him out for the mission to the ice court number 6 and our last one Wylin a bomb specialist a novice in the crow club was included in the mission even though they were better contenders is later revealed as Jan Van X son and their guarantor for the reward okay now that we have revisited our six crows let's replay the story a bit A new drug, Chardaparam, has surfaced, created by a scientist called Bo Yul Bayu from Shuhan. The Merchant Council from Ketadam agrees to provide him refuge. He gets captured on route and is taken to Ice Court in Pyeda. Jan Van Eck, a merchant from the council, hires Kaz for 30 million Kruger to get Yul Bayu back. Kaz gathers his crews and performs the heist. They return back to Ketadam with Boyul Bayu's son, Kuwei. Vanek goes back on his word, kidnaps Inesh, and threatens Kaz to surrender Kuwei within seven days. Now, able to recall? Kuch yaad aaya? Okay, if you are still not able to recall, I would suggest you to please go and listen to the first episode. Then come and listen to this, because then you'll be able to enjoy more. Now that being said and done, let's continue. Nina, Kaz, Jasper, and Violin were in Club Cumulus playing cards with Cornelius Meat. Well, technically, Nina was just cozying up to him, while Violin wore the clothes of the bearers in the club, and Kaz was the one distributing the cards. It was Jasper who was actually playing, or rather, we can say losing. Cornelius Meat was the finance man- manager for Jan Van Eck. Remember this. Cass wanted to keep him engaged just enough to sneak in and out of his house, and Jasper's losing streak had given him that perfect opportunity. Cass had succeeded, and he had found what he was looking for. He knew where Inesh was. Meanwhile, international forces started raiding into Ketadam. all for just one person kuwei the only one who knew how to create jardaparam shuhan came with an army of khirgud 
a group of people specially tailored with mechanical wings by a grisha on param how dangerous can that be fiera also had arrived with its own army and they were specially pissed off on kaz's gang for pulling up the heist grisha soldiers had also walked right in from rapka with their commander and their fleet of ships from the documents kaz found at cornelius smith's place he noticed there's a mansion on a distant island where vanek diligently sends money to meanwhile inesh was constantly pressured by vanek to give up kaz's whereabouts he even threatened to break inesh's legs to pieces today he told her he knows kaz is going to save her tonight and he has his men waiting eagerly for him inesh got terrified on the thought of a, of a team getting captured but then one of vanek's men comes in running and informs him that alice his pregnant wife is kidnapped by kaz as a ransom in exchange for inesh remember that distant mansion on a distant island that kaz had found it was actually the place where van ek was keeping his wife but obviously kaz being kaz he had understood and he picked up the right person to get inesh back van ek goes mad with fury after being bested by kaz brecker they meet at the rendezvous point as kaz decided to make the exchange Inesh comes back to Kaz but Vanek after getting his wife back blames Kaz for kidnapping his son Vilan in front of the city patrol guards Kaz and his team gets chased by the guards and Shuhan soldiers who somehow appear in the scene Nina gets trapped in a net and was getting flown away by a winged kherkud when the team desperately saves her and escape Now the team has another challenge. Van Eck's allegation has caused all the team members except Nina and Violin into wanted criminals. They have bounties on their heads. Kettata being a city of trade has a rule that a person can put themselves up for indenture and he or she will work under the highest bidder. This complete proceeding has to be handled by the merger council to avoid any mayhem. Kaz plots an insane plan. Kuei will put himself up for the indenture while Matthias and Kaz will be his bodyguards until the deal is done. Kaz very well knew until the auction is finished neither Matthias nor he can be arrested. That was the strict rule set up by the merger council itself. Kaz had to find a way to expose Van Eck in front of the council. and for that same reason kom came to the rescue jasper's father kom pahe had come to ketadam a few days back after receiving an urgent call from the bank related to the loan he took when he arrived jasper had gone to meet him with violin near the university building where jasper was supposed to be studying within minutes into the building they were bombarded with bullets from where they somehow managed to run away kom was clearly used as a bait by jan van ek to flush out the team and hence kaz was more than eager to settle the score jasper's father though unaware about the complete scenario decided to help them all out of this mess 
he posed as a wealthy Jarda farmer named Johannes Ritwild, an alias Cass had meticulously created long ago. Just to recall, Jarda is the harmless version of Jarda Param, a simple stimulant. And it is the same Jarda that is used to make Jarda Param. So it's kind of important. Okay. John Van Eck had secretly been buying Jarda fields around Kerch so that he could start his production of Jarda Param right away once he had Kuwait. Kaz had known that from the financial documents at Cornelius Smith's place. He just used that information to his best advantage. Just to mention, Mercher Council themselves were not allowed to enter the bidding from any side. That would be considered a contempt to the rules. Now, the only thing completely uncertain was how to kill Kuwait. So, the bid started. Fyodans sitting in the front row jeered and slashed Matthias as he kept a straight face. He noticed a young boy, barely 14 years in age, staring right at him. Matthias could sense the anger in his looks and he could feel how his country brainwashes kids for their own purposes. Even he was about the same age when he was regularly fed stories about Grisha brutality and devilishness. After meeting Nina only, he realized it was not the case. Shuhan people, on the other hand, were just ready to grab Kuwait from the podium and run. But the decorum of the auction didn't let them to do so and they sat there fuming. Each one of the teams present started bidding on top of the other. The price reached an alarming height of 120 million Kruger. And suddenly, the doors burst open and seawater came swarming in. There stood 15 figures in blue cloaks. They were the Council of the Tides, a mysterious group of powerful Grisha who reside in the city. They control the tide and who can come in and out of the city by ship. And they have been known to flood the city when things don't get their way. The Council of the Tides walked right in and declared that the auction is a sham. Shuhan was the one who, to place the winning bet and they again got infuriated. Shuhan people started shouting that the auction was sanctioned and no one can stop it. On the other hand, the Tide Council reminded them that the merchants were not supposed to interfere in the outcome of the bid which they had done. Everyone stared at them with questioning eyes. The Council of the Tides declared that it was Jan Van Eck who had pooled in money from the merchers and given it to Shuhan to win the bet. Van Eck was completely taken aback. And that's when Kast explained his beautiful plan. As I already told you, Coombe was pretending to be Johannes Ritwild, a rich farmer, a rich Jarda farmer. So Combe, as Johannes, had pretended to collect funds for a Jarda consortium. Jan Van Eck thought this would be a great opportunity to gain more control over Jarda farms and he had invested lavishly. He had even convinced other merchants to invest in the funds so that the merchants can become the lead investors in this fund. Now, that whole money is gone because Johannes Ritwil doesn't exist that the Council of Tides had found out.
Now the Mercer Council turned their wrath upon Van Eyck. Even Wylan came in right in this time to tell everyone he was not captured by Cass but by his own father. That was like the last nail in the coffin. Cass had taken his reward, that too with additional interest. Suddenly, a bullet struck away. Jasper's aim had been perfect. Cass held him and when no one was looking, jabbed a needle into the boy's arms. Medics immediately came and checked. His heart had stopped beating. They carried Kuei's body out. Matthias and Cass followed. Meanwhile, Nina, using her new powers, had started a fake plague around the city. People were going mad. Oh, one second. I didn't tell you about Nina's new powers, right? Sorry, I completely forgot. Okay, let me explain that a little bit. So what happened was when Nina was had taken the Jarda Param, remember? When she took that Jarda Param, it's kind of an addiction. So when she managed to control that addiction, it changed her powers. Now she became a cord switch, a very rare kind of a Krisha. Her abilities as a heart render changed from manipulating living bodies to manipulating dead bodies. She controlled crushed remains from a graveyard and the cells of a body in the morgue and she used them to create a scenario of a fake plague. Okay, now that being said and done, let's carry on. When Matthias and Cass came out with Kuei's body along with the medics, the whole city was in complete mayhem. People had completely forgotten who was kidnapped, who had ransom on their heads. They were just running for their lives and the medics did the same. Kaz got what he exactly wanted. He had, his, he had his money with interest, his team safe and Kuwait dead for the world. They started moving towards the hospital where Nina and Inesh were waiting for them. Kaz went in first to revive Kuwait. Matthias was about to leave when he heard someone call him. He turned to see the same 14-year-old Fearden boy pointing a pistol at him. He called him a traitor and fired. Nina, with the help of another Grisha, Zoya, brought Kuei back to life. She went looking for Matthias and found him entering the building. He came and hugged her. And that's when she realized he was shot. She screamed for help and began fidgeting to do something to help him. But Matthias just brought her close and told her to save the others. She couldn't understand, but then he explained to her that they were other Fyodans worth saving. She should try to help them see beyond the brutality they were taught from the childhood. Nina promised him and held him close. Matthias was slipping away and she was not ready to let him go. She still believed that some miracle will bring him back to her. But destiny had made its call. Matthias Helvar died in the arms of a Grisha girl. Well, I decide to end the story here because to me, the rest was all a blur. There were tears in my eyes and lumps in my throat. I have actually viewed quite a number of review experiences from this scene particularly on YouTube, but maybe I beg to differ from them. Almost no one could stop their tears when Lee Bardugo decided to end Matthias' life. But it was Nina I felt sorry for. A person gone is gone. 
is the one who gets left behind bears the pain that's what i believe the first part of this book was thrilling for sure but for the second half i must say i was happy sad mesmerized intrigued but most of the time at the edge of my seat you know i started reading this piece perfectly knowing that matthias is going to die i knew this yeah believe me but did that make me less sad when the part came hell no it was still excruciatingly painful to read and that tells what an exemplary writer lee is and how beautiful is the world she created well folks that is the end of this long awaited episode if you have been listening to me so far i would love to know as to what you have to say about my podcast so please reach out to me on instagram or wordpress anywhere you choose to the links are all there in the bio so next week next book next story until then bye bye